Hello, 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 guys. How are you doing today? I hope you're having an amazing day, evening, night, or whenever you listen to this. And I hope your day is going great. Sorry. I currently have been having a very nice day. I actually am during exam season, so exams are going very, very hard. Um, I'm very, very a lot of like assignments due and stuff like that. So it's just kind of nice to just sit down and have this conversation with you. So excuse if I'm a bit delirious today because I kind of feel like it. Um, but anyways, on to the episode. I'm very excited for this episode because again, this is kind of something that God is teaching me and kind of like revealing to me like what um, characteristics am I actually living out in a day-to-day life. So, but that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for God teaching me and convicting me and growing me in um, the characteristics of him and understanding who he is as a father, as a Lord, uh, King, Prince of Peace, all of his characteristics. And also how they play a role in different areas and different stages and parts of my life. So that's what I'm grateful for for today. So what are you grateful for today? Um, take some time to think of something that you're grateful for. Grateful for the things that you do know, things that you don't know, for things that you have that you don't have, for things that you um, are able to do and not able to do, because there's always something they can give thanks for. So take some time to think of something that you can be grateful for. And before that, we get into this episode. I'm going to pray over this episode so we know that all of it is for God and not for me. So, Lord God, I pray over this episode, I pray that you give me the words and the ability to speak, Lord. I pray that your word, the, the words that I say will not be of me, but of you, Lord. I pray that you will you will speak to the listener. I pray that whatever I say will be exactly what they need to hear. Um, Lord, I pray that you convict the hearts that you need to convict, and you soften the hearts so they can receive this this um word lord i pray you open our eyes our ears and our mouth to receive what you have to say lord and i pray that whatever you don't want said lord that is not said and everything that you want said to be said so i pray this all in his name amen okay so today's episode it is basically based on is jesus lord jesus is lord um so basically what god has been teaching me recently is He's been revealing to me about how one of his characteristics is that he is Lord. So, and which is really funny, right? Because when I pray, I say, Lord God. (laughs) I say, Lord God. Every time I pray, that's the first, that's how I address God when I pray. Um, But he's been revealing to me that he is Lord. What does that mean that he's Lord? You know, that he's the King of Kings, Prince of Peace. He is um, the creator of the world and all of these things that he's revealing to me, you know, and also like how I don't deserve to praise him. Like I don't deserve to be in communion with him. I don't deserve to be, this is, this is something that I realized once he revealed to me that girl, I'm the king, I'm the Lord, I'm Yahweh, you know, Adonai. Um, and then I'm like, whoa, I don't deserve to be able to praise you. I don't deserve to be able to communicate and have a conversation with you. I don't deserve to be able to walk with you and talk with you and spend all my days with you. You know, and just out of that, out of the gratitude of like that I get to, it's just so amazing. And I want to 
I want every day to be filled with him. I want every day to be um, worshiping him and praising him and honoring him because I don't deserve it, but I get to do this. And I want to make sure that I make sure that every single day I'm using that and I'm not taking advantage of that. And I'm remembering that he is worthy of my praise. Um, so yeah, that's something that I, that I really realized recently. And um, also, in, you might not understand if you're, if you're, in the long, if you're a non-Christian. I thank you for listening to this episode. Um, but in the sense of like celebrities, right? So like think about like a celebrity that you really like. You know, a lot of fans... Like, they're called fans, For first of all. Those people that like that celebrity are called fans. I'm going to sneeze. I'm so sorry. Whenever this comes, it's good. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fans, they love the celebrities. They make fan accounts. They do all these edits. You know, they they do so much for this fan and then the, for this celebrity that are only talented um, because of their gifts that they've been given, you know? And it's just so interesting to see that and then see the way that I would worship God, you know. And I should be as enthusiastic about God as these people are about these celebrities who are just talented of making music or writing or dancing or acting, you know. Um, And yeah, like they're so obsessed with them too, like because of what they have. And... um, it makes me think, like, what does it mean for God to be Lord? Um, when I say Lord God, what does that mean? What does the Bible say that Lord is? Um, how, with the with the understanding and the definition of what the Lord is, how should I live my life? How should that affect how I live my life? How do I look different to other people who may not be a believer and believe in Christ and believe that he's the Lord of all? Um, and then it makes me question, like, do I live as a Christian? Is my life glorifying God as a Christian? All of these thoughts are being like going through my head. And then, um, yeah. So this is based on like a few scriptures, actually. Firstly, it was based on Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Sorry. Before they came into this room, they sprayed. I don't know what they sprayed. And it's coming up on my nose. <laughs> Anyways, so um Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that's the first um that's the first scripture I thought of. So it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? So if you confess that Jesus is Lord. Right? So if you don't think that Jesus is Lord, are you really a Christian? Another one, first. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. That's the, NI, that's the NLT version. And in the message version, it says, um, you, sh- you must worship Christ uh, before Christ, your master. And the ESV version says, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Honor Christ the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse 5 says, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. I read that this morning as well, so it was very, very, very um, relevant to this. Um, and ourselves as your servants for Christ's sake. And Matthew chapter 7 says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away with, away from me, you evildoers. You know, like, that's what makes me, like, crazily think that there's so many people who claim to be Christians around me and will not get to heaven. God will say to you, I never knew you. I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. You may possess the few things that Christ said, that's what they do in my name. You may do it in, God, in Jesus' name, and it may come to pass, but that doesn't mean that you know God. That doesn't mean that you, you revere him as, as Lord, which I think is so crazy because I think about like everybody that I'm around and I'm like, do they actually show the, the, the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit? Do they actually possess the characteristics of God? Now we're all made in God's image. So we all have attributes of God within us, regardless if we're Christian or not. Think about those people who are super, super nice, yet they're not Christian. Think of those people who are super, super compassionate, yet they're not Christian. Think of those people who are super, super, um, they have a heart of giving, yet they're not they're not Christian. Those are attributes of God. All of those are characteristics of God. Yet, because they're made in God's image, they um, possess those, those attributes, but doesn't mean that they're Christian themselves. That Those are just examples, right? So, um, yeah, let's just think about, like, in the Old Testament. What I love about the Old Testament and what I love about, like, the Jews and how they really, um, like, took the faith is, first off, their honor and how they revered God. And again, like what I've been, te- what I've been learning, what God has been showing me is about, like, I'm the Lord, you know? And I say that, and we say that all the time. Like, for example, when I pray, Lord God, and it just passes through me. This, I don't even, like, it doesn't bother me at all. And... I am, yeah, that's what I really love about the Jews. So what they had, they had the special honor and they understood how holy and how sacred God is. You couldn't go around and just say that, oh yeah, I'm God. That's blasphemy and you would have died right there on the spot. Like they, okay, not right there on the spot, you know what I mean, but I'm over-exaggerating. But they really... I need to sneeze again. <laughs> they really um, understood how sacred and how holy God is. They understood that one characteristic of God to a T, to a T. You know, they understood that God is a holy God without blemish, that he deserves to be praised, right? Actually, this is very interesting. Now think about it. They understood how holy and good and how sacred God is, yet they, I don't think they understood the wrath that God has. Because when you think about it, they're the ones who killed Jesus. <laughs> they really didn't understand the wrath that God had over sin. Anyways, that's not the point. Um, but they understood like how worthy and how sacred God is. So let's, let's dive into that. Yeah, so they had a lot of reverence for God, and they understood that nobody, nobody is equal to God. 
So that's why when Jesus came and we, Jesus was like, yo, I'm the son of God. They were like, who do you think you are? Saying that you're the son of God. Nobody, nobody's equal to God, right? So um, in Hebrew, the word Adonai means Lord. So the word that they used in the Hebrew, I believe, is um, Yahweh. And then there was another one. There was YHWH. Is that YHWH? I'll put it on the screen. And that also means like Yahweh or Jehovah, right? And these, these mean Lord. So the reason why the Jews didn't really use the word Yahweh is because that word really had a very sacred and like um, consecrated like a meaning and pres preciousness about it that they felt that they were too sinful of of a man of, of people to use that word to describe God because. Again, God is holy, God is without blemish, God is righteous, God is Lord, God is king, God is the creator. So for them to use that as the, the sin, sinful people they are, they're like, we're not worthy of that. Again, going back, we're not worthy of his, oh, we're not worthy to be in his presence. We're not worthy to be able to sing his praise. But he died on the cross. Jesus came and died on the cross for us so that we could have that relationship with him. Right? So... The Jews really, again, the Jews really understood how reverent and how sacred and how holy God is. So that's why they didn't use the word Yahweh. So instead they used Adonai. Adonai means the same thing. It means Lord, right? So they used Lord. Uh, they used Adonai over Yahweh because Yahweh they thought was too sacred. Um, but what's the definition of Lord? What's the definition of Lord? So in uh, the Google translation definition... It means someone or something having power, authority, or influence, right? So if God is not your Lord, if Jesus is not your Lord, then something else is your Lord. If you're not worshiping God, if God is, if God is not your God, then you're worshiping something else and something else is your idol. Simple as that. We're all made to worship something. And you need to dig deep. If you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something else. Something else is in replace um, of God. Regardless if you, if you want to believe that or not, it's true. It's the truth. So um, you got to think about what really is, um, what is the, again, let's go back to the definition. It's something or someone having power, authority, or influence. What has influence over your life? What changes you? Here's a good question. For something that you have, right? And if I was to take that away from you and you, that caused a reaction and a change in your behavior or actions, that's an idol. That's in replace of God. So, for example, smoking, right? You smoke and I was to take away all your, your cigarettes, all your cigars, whatever you smoke, your vape. And you weren't, you weren't able to get any access to it. You weren't able to get any access to it. How would you change? What would be the consequence of me taking that away from you? Would you get angry? Like, furiously angry? Would you, like, be shaking with the withdrawal symptoms? 
That's an idol. Because you depend on that. You're depending on something other than God. That is what an idol is. If you depend on something other than God, then that's your idol. That's what you're worshiping. That's what is influencing you. If taking away something is changing your behavior, that means the focus is not on God. It's on that thing. So that's an idol. And if you truly believe that Jesus is Lord over your life, and you believe that God raised you from the dead, and you want to live a life that's holy and pleasing to him, you need to get rid of that idol. That's the first thing you need to do. You need to go and repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I put this as an idol in my life. Whatever will happen, whatever this is, whatever consequences, I want to remove it because I'd rather glorify you than continue in this path of an idolatry and of sin. Because we know what sin does. Sin is not of God. We know everything that God has for us is good and purposeful and is for a good um, plan and purpose. He has a good plan and purpose for our lives. Yet if we let sin to come in and damage that, then sin is going to come and wrap itself around you. And it will cover you with more and more and more sin. It doesn't want to let, it will keep you. It, will, it doesn't want to, it wants to keep you as a stronghold. It will be a stronghold on your life. But don't fear, my friend, because Jesus has the power. The power is in the name of Jesus. His name will break any stronghold that is upon your life. And you can speak that into existence. You can speak that over your life because that is the power that God has. However, if God is not going to remove it from you, he's going to walk you through it. So just because you say the name of Jesus, right, it has power, doesn't mean that God is removing it from you in that moment. He can, and he, he has the power too. But it doesn't mean that that's the purpose that he has for you. So you need to be able to walk with God through it. Even though I walk through the darkest shadows, even though I walk through the shadows of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. Even though you walk through this recovery of this addiction, I will fear nothing because God is with me. Even though I X, Y, Z, I will fear nothing because God is with me. You have God, so you have all that you need. So, sorry, I went a little tangent there. But yeah, Lord, like, if we really deep what it means for God to be Lord, to be Lord, think about it. Back in the time when there was like when there was like in the monastery, right? So there was a Lord, and they had the power to tell you to do something, and you had to do it, right? And because you were under their influence, because you were under their authority, you must com you must comply to what they say, or else there'll be serious consequences. Now, the must here is forceful, but with God, it's optional. God is not a God of force. God will not force you to do anything. He gives you the choice. He gives you the convictions. And if you choose not to walk in that, then that's your choice. God does not force himself onto you. Why would he force himself onto you? He's given you the, the opportunity of free will. You have free will. You can choose whether to obey God or you can choose whether not to. You can choose whether to keep this thing as an idol or you can choose to remove it and 
to want to live a life and purify yourself of everything, body and spirit, out of reverence for him. You have the choice. And God will help you through the choice of obedience, but he will remove his hand from the choice of disobedience. And I talk about this as well in my, in my story about my hair. I'm not sure if this comes before or after, but basically um, I felt very distant from God, long story short. And I was like, why? And God was like, this, so, this, this delayed disobedience. Delayed disobedience. So if you're choosing to dis- disobey, God's going to remove his hand. Because where there's sin, that's not where God is. So what is, is God Lord over your life? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Is God, are you allowing God to dictate over, over everything? Are you seeking God out of every single decision? Are you like God, have your way in my life? Are you like God, I want to listen to what you have to say. I want to obey your commandments. Or are you like God, thank you for your sacrifice. Now I can do whatever I want. Because then you must question yourself, are you really saved? Are you really, do you really believe that Jesus is Lord? Because if you believe that Jesus is Lord, then you should act as if he's Jesus is Lord. You should, he, should be, he should be Lord over your life, if you truly believe. I can't say water is good for you, and then, actually you can't say that. But that makes no sense. You're just, um, what's the word? You're just, you're, you're a hypocrite. You're just, you're saying one thing and doing another. Well, that makes no sense. Why should I trust you? I can't say, yes, Jesus is Lord and then not let him be Lord of my life. Why? One plus two is not equaling three. So uh, there's a song called um, Morning, Monday Morning Faith. By S.E.U. Worship, I think, I believe. And I found this song, like, a few weeks ago. And I remember I was, it was on my, like, release radar on all my days. Also, have you guys got your Spotify wrapped? How is it looking? Also, yes, talking about that, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. Um, it was so cool to see the Spotify wrapped of the podcast episode. Sorry, this is so completely random. But, um... It's so encouraging to see that, like, this podcast is, like, top top one podcast for people. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. That's so crazy, especially because I feel like I really haven't been that consistent. And um, we're working on that. I know this is all for God's glory. Um, so I really do want to be a good minister of that. But I just want to thank you for listening, first of all, because that's so amazing that people actually are listening to or watching or both, you know. Um, watching my face, talk about Jesus, talk about what he's, what he's convicting me, what he's showing me, or talk about my own experiences or anything that I talk about. It's just so crazy um, to hear that, to see, to see actual figures of people actually listening, to see where you're all coming from. It's so crazy. It's so cool. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate every single one of you. And honestly, like, my numbers don't look as big as the other people's who are up there on the podcast look like, you know. But I'm still grateful for that it's more than one person. And that's crazy because that's how I started, one person, 
you know, and I'm grateful because God is using it for his glory and people are being blessed um, in the way that God wants them to be blessed. And that's all I can ask for. So, yeah. Sorry, I wanted to share that. I don't know how I got to that, but oh yeah, Monday morning faith. <laughs> Monday morning faith. So, um, yeah, I just want to read out the lyrics to this song. Basically, it's talking about how, you know, I want to have more than a Sunday faith. I want to have more... And this also was another thing that inspired me to make this podcast as well, is that I have a very, there was a, there was a moment where I was really upset um, that outside of the constraints of the structured Christian activities, nobody wants to do anything else. And then I was like thinking, okay, but, and then God is, this is as well when God is telling me about how I am the Lord. I deserve all of the praise and glory of every single person in this world. Yet not every single person will do this. And even those people who are saved are not giving me the glory and the honor that I deserve. And then I was like, God, why? Why are we like this? And then, like, why, 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 when there's an opportunity that we get to sit down and praise God together, why does nobody want to do it? And then he was like, baby girl, look at your life, honey. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, God is funny. God will convict you when you're convicting other people. I, I, I'm a living testimony of that. But um, no, really, like, why when we get an opportunity where we can together worship God, that's outside of the constraints of our Bible studies and going to church on Sunday, we are like, oh no, I am. No. What? Why are you saying? Okay, I understand. Let's 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 not get this twisted. I understand there's sometimes when you have different commitments, right? When you're when you're a student, first of all, and you have your exams. Doing the best that you can out of that is glorifying to God, and that is worship, right? Um, if you're a parent, you need to take care of your children. Doing that is worship as well. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm not hitting on anybody. I mean, if you're getting convicted, it's for you. <laughs> like, God is convicting you. Don't try to make up excuses. Don't make up excuses. Listen to what God is trying to tell you. Um, but if we're, we can't, let me read this lyrics. So it says, hell's not scared of a Sunday faith if it only leads to an empty praise. What really makes darkness run is when the saints arise and praise is quiet. On Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, to know you, to love you, to choose you first. I thought it goes on. I think it's like Friday and Saturday. Something. I can't remember. I only screenshotted like half of it anyways. But, you know, like this is what it means to have Monday morning faith. The day after you are in the church with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and you're worshiping God, how great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great is great is our God. You wake up tomorrow morning, you go to work, you go to school. Where's your heart posture? Are you still singing, how great is our God? Sing with me, how great? Or is that only a Sunday, Sunday faith? What does it say? Yeah, a Sunday faith. Because hell's not scared of a Sunday faith. Satan isn't scared of someone who just goes to church on Sunday. What does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. Because all you're doing is going in a room and then you leave and you're still the same person as you were 
that as you were the, the day before or even before you came into church. Church has now become a, a facade. That you're not changing. It's not growing you. It's not convicting you. You're not growing. You're not living a life that's honoring to God. If all you're doing is going to church on a Sunday, raising your hands, singing, saying, mm, amen, mm, mm, yes, yes, pastor, when he's preaching, and then you close the book, you close your, your journal, you close the Bible, and you leave it there on the shelf for until Sunday comes around and then you pick it up. It's even a little bit dusty. Ah! Does the God of the universe deserve that? No! What? What? What type of what type of relationship is that? That's not a relationship. That's an obligation. You're obliged to do that. Oh, I go to church. Tick. No, it's not a tick a box thing. It's a relationship. Think about your closest relationships. Sorry, we're going a little bit over time, but think about your closest relationships. How are you close? Because you spend time with them. You want to know them. You want to grow in your relationship. You want to spend time with them. Even those times when you don't want to spend time with them, you still continue to spend time with them because that's how you grow in your relationship. That's the same thing with our Lord Almighty. He's our Lord. He's supposed to be the first thing in our lives, our priority, the center of our lives. Everything is supposed to be evolved, evolved around Him. This is supposed to be evolved, evolved. This is supposed to be centered around him. My work as a university student is supposed to be centered around him. My job as a worker, as an employee, is supposed to be centered around him. My job as a parent is supposed to be centered around him. My job as a girlfriend, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, as a, as a husband, as a wife, is supposed to be centered around Christ. How does a marriage work when Christ is in the center? What is a marriage? A marriage is supposed to be a representation and the image of Christ and his church. Centered around Christ. Everything is supposed to be centered on our foundation. And our foundation is supposed to be Jesus Christ. What's that song called? Um, uh, our hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and righteousness. Is that the one I'm thinking about? But he's supposed to be our firm foundation. Anyways, he's supposed to be our foundation, the one that we lean on, the one that sets the, the, sets the, the tone for everything. And if he's not, then we need a wake-up call, guys. We need a wake up. We need to understand that God is Lord. Jesus is King. Jesus is king over everything. He deserves our praise. He deserves our glory. He deserves our time. He deserves all of our time. We should be spending it half of our day worshiping God. And that's not even enough. All of our days spent in his presence is not enough to give him the glory that he deserves. We understand. You need to understand. Have you, have you understand what Jesus has done for you? Have you understood? Have you understood that Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who is the top of everything, the highest celebrity, the A plus A star, 
the the A-list, the one who's above all, the one who created everything. When you deep down, when you deep down, the creator of everything. Go read Colossians chapter one. The one who has made the invisible and visible. The one who's made the things that we can see, the ones the things that we can't see. The air. I can't touch the air, but it's there. I'm breathing. In and out, in and out. God created that. And you know what he did? He came down to our level. Our level as broken humans. And he sat with us. He ate with us. He smiled with us. He cried with us. He washed our feet. And then he was betrayed by his own, his own creation. His own creation. Think about it like this, right? So I was reading this book by um, Becky Pippard called Stay Salt. Uh, I can't really recommend it because I haven't finished reading it yet. But um, the first analogy in the book is talking about how you are a child, right? Oh, you don't have to be a child. You're a human, right? And you are on the floor and you're looking at the ants, right? And you are the one who created these ants. So you're watching the ants, and the ants are killing themselves. The ants are killing the other ants. The ants are killing their babies. The ants are doing everything that you did not design the ants to do. Right? What would you do? If I was an ant, and if I was, if I was the creator of the ants, squash them, <laughs> kill them, and make new ants, and keep doing it until they obey me. That's, that's what I would do. That's my, that's my, that's my, um, my default. But what did God do? God is just the, 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 the humans. And we're the ants. He became an ant for us. Guys, I love that analogy because it makes, it's so crazy. It's like out of everything you would have chosen to do, you choose to become an ant. <laughs> you choose to become a human. You chose to become a human, to be born from a virgin, to show that it's supernatural birth, that is from you, a gift from you, to live a whole life of 30 plus years, and then to be betrayed by your own creation, by the own ants that you made. <laughs> what? What? And then you hang on the cross, the one that is an embarrassment to be on, that's filled with shame. That if you hang on that cross, then you should be ashamed of yourself. And you're out there for everyone to rebuke you, to mock you, to ridicule you, to spit on you, to laugh at you as you hang there to die. And that's what Jesus did. He did all of that for you. Jesus did all of that for you so that now you can talk to that, that human. You as an ant can talk to that human. And then one day you get to see the human face to face. That's what Jesus did. Jesus now died and rose again three days later. He's alive. He's alive. Praise Jesus. And he sits now on the right hand of the Father. The Father who deserves all the praise. 
And now we get to have communion with him. We get to have a relationship with him. You get to talk to him as if you're talking to me. I get to pause this and say, Lord God, I want to revere you as Lord. I want to worship you and I want to live my life to please you and to praise you because I know you, number one, deserve all of the praise and glory that I cannot give you. You deserve so much of my, my praise. You deserve so much in these songs. You deserve my whole life, Lord. So I dedicate my life to praise you. I dedicate my life to worship you. And how do I do that? By saying that you are Lord. That you are Lord over my life. That what you say I will do. What you command I will walk in. Before you even ask, I say yes. That's what that's, that term means, here I am, means. So recently I've been loving the song, Here I Am, Send Me. I've heard it quite a lot recently. Um, and it's just talking about how, here I am, send me God. <laughs> that's basically what it talks about. It's about before God even says, when God calls you, before God even requests, before God even presents his request, I'm already saying yes. That's what that term means. When in Isaiah, when God calls on him, he says, here I am, Lord, send me. I want to be sent by God. I want to be used by God. I want God to use me in the way that he deems necessary, in, in the way that he wants me to live. If that means that I have to let go of all of my desires, so be it. So be it. Here I am, God, send me. I'm willing. Before you even say what you're requesting me to do, I'm saying yes. Before you even request me to make the episode, I'm saying yes. Before you even decide to cut my tell me to cut my hair, I'm saying yes. Now that's not what I did. <laughs> so go listen to that episode. But with the heart change and the transformation that God has done in my life, I now say yes. And it's easy for me to say that now. Because I know when you're walking through that and when God is like, mm, I want you to be single forever. It hits a bit different, right? But when you know that God is Lord, when you understand what he's done for you and you realize the sacrifice that he's done for you, this is not even incomparable. It's not incomparable. So... With that, I'm going to end it there. He deserves all of our worship. He deserves all of our praise. He deserves to be glorified. He deserves to be um, revered. And it's up to you if you choose to obey him and listen to him and put him as the forefront center of your life or not. And I would encourage you and I would question you, if you choose not to, are you really a Christian? So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I pray that it was convicting to you as much as it was convicting to me. I, my heart is pounding. I, okay, not actually pounding. But I really felt the conviction there. And I was like, damn. Because, you know, this is as much of a conviction to me as it is for you. Because I'm saying all of this, but am I walking in it? <laughs> you know, like, am I walking as if God is really Lord of my life? Does my life reveal, reveal that? 
So don't think this is a one-way street. Don't think that I'm just preaching at you or trying to convict you because I'm convicting myself here now. And it's brave for me to, to post this, you know. All of this thing, all of this, the things that I've said was really just God because I really went at it. Um, and now this is a, this is a, um, what's the word? Like, this is a really test for me now. Like, I now have understood what God is telling me. That I pass the knowledge on to you. But then the next steps for me is to go out and live like that. I need to live my life as if I am, as if God is my Lord. With every decision, with every action, with every deed, with every word. Is Jesus king of my life? So, with that said, I've enjoyed this episode. And I pray that you do listen to what God is saying and that he convicts you in the way that he wants to convict you. Praise God. And I pray that you listen and you walk in that conviction with all of your heart, soul, mind, strength. I hope you enjoyed this episode and see you next week. Bye, friends.